Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have Sarah wrapping out the week with us. Thanks for being here all week, Sarah. Thank you for having me. No, for sure. It's been a lot of fun. I always love every time we have a new guest on the show because um, every every different person we've had has brought like different, just different perspectives to it or like whatever. And I, I, uh, I really enjoy it. It's always a lot of fun. I think it's, um, you know, it's one thing when Victoria and I record on our own for like the weekend edition or as we did last week. But mm-hmm. like, I think it's nice to get other people. Like Harry Potter was such a big phenomenon growing up for like so many of us that I think yeah. like, just a- everyone has their connection to it. Yeah. And because we've all like lived with it for so long, I feel like we've had time to like develop our ideas about it exactly. and like talk to other people. And then you talk to new people about it and they have their own ideas and it's just, everyone brings something yeah. new. No, I think it's really yeah. great. Uh, today we were talking about minute sixty. Minute sixty. I can't believe we're already an hour here. The hour mark. Well, at the end of the minute will be the hour mark. Yeah. But but at the end, we're wrapping up the week. We are an hour into this movie. Big deal. Big deal. We're we're making progress right. here. I, th- I think an hour. I think an hour is. is I think we only is, have is good. Seventeen hours to go. <laughs> But they would say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah, true. Well, I mean, one movie at a time. One movie at a time. One minute at a one time. One minute at a time. Minute 60 starts with all the kids cheering, uh, Harry beating Draco. Beating Draco? I wrote beating and then I put a question mark. Like, besting Draco? Besting, I think is a good go. word. And ends with Ron telling Harry that first years never make the house teams. Um... My first note is just like the McGonagall's name with just like a little gasping emoji, just like <gasps> um she she of course is already how did she get from her yes, office that was my question too <laughs> out here so fast she can't apparate she can't appar- maybe maybe as a cat she's yeah, really fast, yeah, she just like bolted down the stairs, yeah, yeah. That's what it's I'm still say. a little unbelievable, but more mm. believable than her walking there yeah. <laughs> that quickly. And then, and then, you know, she calls out Harry Potter's name, and and everyone kind of shuts up. Yeah, Harry in the book, I think, is right away terrified. Like, oh, I'm going to get expelled. Like, I was mm-hmm. off the ground, and someone saw me, and oh no, like mm-hmm. this is what this is what uh, Madame Hooch said not to do, and. um so she calls Harry away from the rest of the kids. Follow me. I love how uh, how stern. I love how stern. Yes. I just, oh, she's so great. She is. McGonagall's like one of my favorite teachers. And I, she's stern, but also like McGonagall loves Quidditch. Yes. She. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, it's my favorite thing about her is her love for Quidditch. That Harry did this thing 
that was bad and probably should be yeah. punishable. But what's more important is that he's going to be their seeker yeah. and they're going to win the, the Quidditch oh, Cup that yeah, year because that's what like, she oh, really wants. We talked about <laughs> We're gonna use that. We talked a little bit about it um, a couple weeks ago when we first saw McGonagall at the school mm-hmm. that she played Quidditch for the Gryffindor team when uh, she was in school. And during one of her last matches, she was, like, knocked off her broom and she, like, sustained an injury. And so mm-hmm. she wasn't – yeah. she didn't play the rest of the year. But it it fostered within her a lifelong uh, desire to crush the Slytherin yeah. team. <laughs> and so she sees Harry catch the yeah. remember all like that. And she's just like, you're the kid yeah. you need. Um, whereas I'm sure, like, everyone else has to go through, like, Quidditch tryouts. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even have to try out. No. <laughs> like, this is the kid. Automatically. This is the kid we need. Um, so we're on another location here. This is the same place we saw a lot of the classes a week ago. I wrote it down as the Lacock uh, Abbey. L-A-C-O-C-K. Lacock, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, the room that we're going to is called the Warming Room, um, hmm. which is Quarrel's classroom at this abbey. And uh, it's known as the warming room, and in the center of the room is actually a giant cauldron. Huh. Um, Appropriate. The the one that we see is, like, there on set, on location. Like, it wasn't something that they brought to, like, decorate the classroom. So, So she leaves Harry in the hall, and she goes into the classroom, and we hear this, like, roar. Mm Mm-hmm. From off screen, really this, like, sounds like a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does kind of sound like a, like something you'd hear in Jurassic Park. Yeah. And uh, we enter the classroom. The classroom is very like dusty. Yeah. I feel like um, I feel like we're like entering like an archaeological dig or something. Definitely. There's even skeletons. That I mean, that's for sure a skeleton. Yeah. There. We have a skele- uh, There's a skeleton in the corner. Well, maybe something a thestral. with wings. Maybe it is a thestral. That'd be really cool. Um. There's like bats dried bats hanging from yeah. the, like strands around the room quarrel has like a giant iguana in his <laughs> arms like i don't know what's going on in this defense against the dark arts class yeah what is it what is he explaining yeah, what is he teaching i really i mean like defense presumably against the dark arts, but... like dark creatures which lupin Watch does as well yeah. but what is iguana, iguana. <laughs> Unless the noise really is coming from the iguana, and it Maybe then, like... something different yeah. than just a straight iguana. Yeah. I also really like the way that the light in this shot is mm-hmm. coming through the window there. I'm I'm, a, I'm always a fan of, like, like lighting from outside that has that dusty sort of... Mm-hmm. You can see the beams of light coming in through there. This yeah. definitely reminds me of... Um, this definitely does make me think of, like... Like Indiana Jones, yeah. Like in the depths of some ruins, and the lights coming in and just kind of illuminating this dusty atmosphere. Yeah. So McGonagall asks if he can borrow if she can borrow wood for a moment. And I think Harry in the book you reread this, or something. yeah. I I haven't reread this chapter yet, but um, I think he's worried that she's getting like like. Like a paddle. A cane, yeah. Or something yeah. to hit him with. Which, oh, like... Yeah. That's uh, terrible. I know. It. Uh, I feel like when I first read Sorcerer's Stone as a kid, like, it didn't really, like, resonate with me that much. Or I didn't, like, realize the extent to Harry's, like, abuse with the Dursleys. Yeah. But, like, rereading it as, like, an adult, it's like, yeah, like, his... Like, they abused they him. Abused him. Well, <laughs> and Well, not only that, but in... in- I mean, we get Dudley going to smelting. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
isn't he go to one of those schools that do capital punishment? Stonewall. I I, I think that, that I don't know if Dudley's I know some schools is, still do that in the UK. I don't know. I don't, maybe here too. I know Catholic that schools maybe. When, I, don't um, they, I don't know if they still do that. My mom told my mom went to a Catholic school. She's told stories of like being wrapped across the knuckles. Yeah, they would hit oh you. With a, like I know a, that. Uh, so like maybe it's just he thinks like this is one of those schools that's yeah. allowed to hit you. Yeah. When Aunt Marge visits in the third one, she asks Vernon. You know. I do think they, do they do they beat him, they beat him and yeah. and, and Harry's like oh yeah loads like he's <laughs> like, <laughs> like sure to make her happy like, yeah, yeah so I don't know if that's what I don't know I don't yeah. know if the school that or Dudley did, goes or to did the Dudley, or did the Dursleys beat him I mean well, we don't I don't know that we Vernon have. says that when they took him in they said that they would they would uh, they would stomp out that nonsense I think he makes a reference to mm. I wouldn't be surprised I, I don't know that we, we like talked about it in the hut on the rock like I think he actually references it. like nothing a good beating wouldn't solve or something right. like that yeah right it's all yeah that line as is as long as is, you don't see the bruises right yeah see I don't yeah I I don't feel like I don't know it's hard Harry's definitely abused mhm like we're well aware of that yeah but then I think seeing Fantastic Beasts and seeing the sort of thing that like a like credence goes through yeah i think it's a whole new ball game yeah yeah fantastic beast in general is much more adult i yeah. think because you see i mean you don't see the abuse mm-hmm. but you uh you, you see a lot, a lot more, more of evidence of it in the the, sort the of implications the, are yes. like more visual and mm-hmm. direct where like with, things could have been so much worse for harry potter yeah I mean that's always the case i guess yeah. for anyone but it's, yeah that yeah. that line in the book always uh Every reading it as an adult made me really sad because it's like, oh man, he thinks McGonagall is about yeah. to beat him. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, oh Harry, you, you couldn't be more wrong because, yeah. because then this kid Oliver Wood, well, we don't know he's Oliver Wood yet, but uh, we get we get to see Oliver Wood for the first time. He comes out to uh, to be introduced to Harry. Um, Oliver Wood is played by Sean Biggerstaff. And that's, yeah, his, that's name. his name. Yes, that's yeah. his name. Uh, that's actually for real his name. And it, he's it only sounds got... like a made up porn name. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's only go got that route. a couple that's what it of uh, credits mm-hmm. outside of Harry Potter, but he still looks like such a young little boy. Hmm. He's got a baby face. He really does. Um, it says that he he his first acting credit. I think we talked about this. I think we talked about this on a weekend edition where we. Got like way ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but uh, his first his first act uh, his first foray into acting. He joined a local drama group, and he had a part in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He played Augustus Gloop. Really? Yeah. And I was just like, "What? He doesn't look like." Yeah, I that. thought he, I know, he, he looks more like Charlie. Maybe he was. I was. I think I said Mike TV. Like oh, oh, Mike TV. Um, Mike TV. Yeah. Nope, Augustus Gloop. Maybe he was just a chubby kid. Do you yeah. know if he's like what is his accent? Is it Irish? Is it Scottish? I was trying to figure it out and I'm not great with accents, so uh He's Scottish. Hmm. Okay. Uh Sean Biggerstaff is from Glasgow. Hmm. So he's got this Scottish So um, you know, I I I feel like um Maggie Smith doesn't really have as much of a Scottish accent as McGonagall. Mm-hmm. But She's definitely a Scottish yeah. character. Yeah. And in the audiobook, 
Jim Dale definitely gives her the Scottish accent, mm-hmm. and I love it so much. I think yeah. it sounds so it's so great. Look how proud she I looks love how so proud happy. she looks. <laughs> I found you a seeker. Maybe they've been like really agonizing about it. Like I probably that was, maybe that was he's like, the head of the the, the their Quidditch team. So yeah. the two of them have probably been talking. Like we do yeah. need someone else to help yeah. around. That out was those like, the weak point we gonna, in there. We need a team, seeker. Maybe. Like who's gonna yeah. be our seeker? And I always assumed that first years weren't allowed on the Quidditch team because I think that they're not allowed to bring brooms. Nope. But I was rereading the scene and it kind of seems like it's just more um, that a thing that never happens. Like yeah, first years maybe, never make yeah. the team. Um, so that I was always kind of wrong about that. Yeah, I think that I think that they definitely say that first years aren't allowed to bring their brooms. Because uh, Draco says he's going to try and sneak his on anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. And then when Harry when Harry receives the package from McGonagall later, um, there's a note that says, "Don't open this in front of everybody." Even though it's shaped like a broom. Yeah, it's it's a broom wrapped <laughs> in paper. Like, how do you hide? I mean, that's yeah. You could have put it in a box, later. maybe. And that's more know. evidence of McGonagall's love of Quidditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um. So nearly, nearly headless Nick, the Gryffindor house ghost. Uh, here we cut to him talking to an unnamed, uh, another ghost. She's definitely not the Grey Lady. Oh, I kind of thought she was. But... I, I think she's. It's a different outfit. Mm. I think it's a different actress too than the one who played. Uh, we saw the Grey Lady briefly in the Great Hall scene, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks ago. Um, and he's telling he's telling this uh, this ghost. Have you heard? Harry Potter's the new Gryffindor seeker. I always knew he'd do well. Harry, you've been here like a week. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick, you're very, um, proud. Yeah. I mean, it's the Gryffindor team. Yeah. Like, he has reason to be excited, I guess. And I guess maybe the people like the ghosts or, or other adults who maybe were around when oh, Harry yeah. defeated Voldemort are kind of like expecting, you know, a certain, yeah, this. great things. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Ollivander I'm, says. I, be, I wonder... I imagine the ghosts have been here for, like, an extremely long time. Yeah. He's probably seen many generations of Potters yeah. come and go. And also they just, he was, you know, the thing happened with Voldemort, and then he was sent away to the Muggle world. No yeah. one has seen or heard of him since until mm-hmm. now. And they've got to be wondering, like, What's, who is this kid yeah. that defeated Voldemort, and what is he capable of? And well, he's capable of Quidditch. <laughs> he, 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 he's a he's a good seeker. Yeah, he, he's really good at catching very small things. Yeah, that are fast. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, we'll get to oh, I can't wait till we actually get to talk about Quidditch like later. I want to talk about Quidditch. With yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you said you 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 mentioned on I think Monday's episode that you played Quidditch. Yeah, tell me about I have. Quidditch. Um, it's really fun. Um, it's also really fun just to watch if you ever have the chance to, like, go see live Quidditch. I think it's so cool. It's, um, actually a really physical sport. Um, I'm not a very sporty person at all, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to, you know, try it out. And and why would you say no? I thought it would be a good way to try and get exercise because it's like this thing that, you know, is connected to Harry Potter. Um... So, yeah, I mean, basically you have the three hoops on either mm-hmm. end of a field. Um, you have three chasers, two beaters, a keeper, mm-hmm. uh, um, and a seeker. And how the snitch works, it's really comical and fun. But also, like, this yeah. is the most physical part, is there's someone who is the snitch. Okay. And so they wear, like, yellow, and they have yellow shorts on. Mm-hmm. 
and the actual snitch is like connected to like the back part of their shorts. Okay. And it's kind of like imagine like a tennis ball or something like in a sock. Sure. And that's a thing that's like attached by Velcro, that's and really you have funny. to get that. It's off like of a them. Think like, of like flag, flag football. football. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and the seekers don't come in until like eighteen minutes into the game, I think, because they don't want. Um, you don't want it to be over too soon. Yeah, you don't want it to be over too soon. Um, but basically the, the seekers are just Changing wrestling the around. snitch. Yeah. So whoever is the snitch has to be like very fit and able to run or it's oh going to be over yeah. Might quickly. Might help a small person. Yeah, well, yeah, really yeah. Short, thin person. Um, just run around. Um, yeah, what else? Um, I mean, you basically have like a, a dodgeball is like the, the bludger. Okay. And when you, oh, and, you know, you have you have your broom, which is mm-hmm. not an actual broom, but like a stick, a pole. You have to keep it between your legs the whole time. I feel like so, that's the hardest part. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty stuff. hard, um, even just to remember to like keep your hands there because you're yeah. trying to catch, you know, like actual um, so balls for the <laughs> for the quaffle. Yeah, and um, so if you get hit by the by the bludger, you have to you take your broom out from your legs and then you run to your goalposts and like kind of tag it okay. and then come back in. Um, and you do that also if you, like, mess up and, like, drop your broom. Sure. Um, but basically, you know, if you're a chaser, you're trying to pass the ball and put mm-hmm. it into hoops. And the snitch is not worth 150 points okay. because <laughs> J.K. Rowling, like, doesn't know yeah. anything about no. sports. And that doesn't make any sense to have it worth be worth that many so points. So many points. Yeah, but, you'd, have to, you'd, have to, you'd have to get so many – you'd have to get so many points. To win. With – yeah. if it's not for the yeah. snitch. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that happens in the fourth at the Quidditch World Cup. I think Crumb mm-hmm. catches yeah. the snitch, but it's not but, soon enough, but or it's too late. Ireland wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it's, the only time that ever happens in any of the. What books. position did you play when you played? Um, I mean, it, it is like I I haven't played on like an official team because there okay. is like an actual. League, like a league. Um, yeah. oh, wow. in the United States. It's really big more on the East Coast, and there's a Quidditch World Cup every year. That's awesome. And I think San Diego was a contender for the city for it to be nice. in this year, but I don't know if that is going to happen. That would, that would be, be cool. really cool. If but... it happens here, we have to go. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Quidditch World Cup. <laughs> Quidditch World Cup here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be um, so great. Can, can I break up my announcer voice? <laughs> Do you have an announcer voice? I'm sure I can. <laughs> Wait, uh-oh. I'm sure I can. Channel Lee off. Jordan. Yeah. There you go. Lee Jordan. <laughs> um... So yeah, there is like official teams and I never played with that. Um so it was more like just what's the word? Did just you, like, casual. Yeah. I I Did like you try like everything. Yeah, or? I kind of I didn't try keeper cuz I am pretty short and mm-hmm. you you kind of want to be a little bit taller for that probably. And I didn't try seeking cuz we just didn't we didn't have enough people to even do that. Yeah. Um but I tried chasing and beating. I like chasing the best. It's the most like straightforward, especially me cuz I don't really have much experience with sports anyway sure. so it's like just you know passing and like trying to mm-hmm. to score beating is like it's a lot of strategy and too much for me to like kind of wrap my brain around like in the moment when I was learning because mm-hmm. you have to know like who to throw the ball at at what time to be most like yeah strategic with get with getting people out um but it's a lot of fun even just to watch there was a tournament up in LA recently not like maybe like half a year ago that I went to and to see people like play who actually knew what they were doing was like really cool. That seems amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's it's like so fun. Victoria. And the, what do you think you would want? What position would you want to me? try? Yeah. 
uh, I don't think I'm fast enough to be the snitch, but I think that'd be so fun. <laughs> You'd want yeah. to just be the snitch. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think, I think beating would also be super interesting, but I think, I think, um, I probably want to watch a game or two and see, yeah. like, like, there's a really good community at UCSD, um, that, that plays and it's, we were trying to do our own and we were meeting at like Mesa. It was sure. this group that was already formed and people kind of just phased off. Mm-hmm. So at UCSD, like there's like 30, like almost 30 people wow. or something that showed up like last weekend. That's awesome. Um, I think they even set up like two fields. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. Like outside of, outside of the, the, the LARP element of that, like in the magical world, what do you think you would oh, play? Oh, in the magical world, I would want to be a seeker for sure. But do you think you would be a seeker? I don't think I'd... Sure, I don't, you'd want to be just like you wanted to be Gryffindor, if, but does that well, mean you're going to be? I think if what I... Talent, what, what, what do you think you would end up being? I think I would probably be... I think I I think I probably would be a seeker. I yeah. don't think I'm coordinated enough or like like physical enough to be a chaser. Like I think that there's definitely a um kind of a roughness to that. We'll see when we get to the Quidditch match, but like I think you really have to be like on it to be a, a good chaser. Um I'm not I don't think I'm coordinated enough to like catch and pass and I couldn't I'm not a, I don't play baseball I or anything like um I don't think I'd be good enough to be a beater, either. I feel like Seeker seems like it'd be the, not the easiest position, but at the same time, like, it's definitely, like, the most removed. I think you're more of an observer. Because you're almost, like, by you, yourself. Yeah, and you're then, not really and then when you with see them. The, when you see the snitch, it's like, this is Just my goal. That. Like, that's the only thing I have to focus on is this, because it's the beater's job to keep me from getting hit, and, like, mm-hmm. the chasers are preoccupied. Like, this is all I have to do. Um... I think there's something really nice about uh, about that sort of like single-mindedness. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What about you? What, what position do you think? You oh, play? I already know. Or do you play? <laughs> this is something that I've thought about before, and I already and I know myself. No, I already know I'd be a beater. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, when I played powerful football in high school, I was defense. Oh, when I played soccer, I was defense. Sure, I'm always defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes sense. I'm hard to knock over. And I have enough enough strength behind me that I could do some damage. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I would definitely just write to a beater position. I think that'd be for me. Well, what do you think you do, Sarah? I mean, I really like your point about the seeking because mm-hmm. I'm not very physical either. And it, it is very much just like um, there's, you, there's you have one task. It's almost like you don't have to be so much part of the team. I mean, yeah. you are, obviously, but... You the lone it, wolf. Yeah, exactly. it's very, like, disconnected from the rest of the game. But I also... It's a very high-pressure position because it's worth so many points. Yeah, like, you uh, have to do it. In, a good in the Quidditch Through the Ages book, they talk about how, like, snitches have gone missing. Right. And and games have gone on for like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> trying to look for yeah. this. People like switching in and out so people can yep. sleep and stuff. Yep. So That's yeah, if, if I if I wasn't a seeker, I think I would do chaser because I, I don't think I'd be a good beater yeah. or keeper. No, I definitely I'm not. See, I, I yeah, I'm not very sporty. I wouldn't say that I'm like like afraid of the ball, but like I would not <laughs> want to be the one that's like in the goalposts. Right. Like, no. Right. I don't. I don't think I have that. Uh, I don't think I have the drive for that. <laughs> no, I don't. That's like my least. I, 
yep. That's on the bottom totem pole option there. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Sorry. Quidditch is interesting though. So we, we wrap up the we wrap up the the minute. We just get a couple seconds of this interaction between um, Harry and Ron, yeah. where Ron says that like first years never make the house teams. Yeah, so this is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. We learn that this is a big deal. He's a seeker, which is a high profile kind of important spot. And Position, yeah. he's a first year, which yeah. is impressive. First years never make the house teams. Yeah. We'll get to talk a lot more about Quidditch next week because uh I think we'll see they'll talk about Fred and George being on the team. Mm-hmm. And I we might even get Oliver Wood. The Oliver Wood flying lesson. I love Oliver Wood. Wow. Next week. I don't know how soon that happens. That definitely happens within the next, like, ten minutes or so. I think I it's think. pretty soon. Yeah. I don't know. Do we have Quidditch before... We have Quidditch before we get to the troll in the dungeon. I'm pretty sure. I don't even know. Or is know it after? Hermione's more their friend. After the troll and after... Yeah, maybe we'll get the troll first before the actual Quidditch game. Maybe. But I think we get the field training with Oliver Wood first. Huh. We've got... Yeah. I haven't watched the rest of this minute... The rest of this movie since we started, <laughs> like, going through the minute by minute. Yeah. Uh, Just to take my notes, I think I know... I could look at my schedule and know what's coming up, but I don't... Off the top of my head, remember... Where we're going next. There's so much, so much to cover. <laughs> so much to cover. Oh. Oh, Fluffy. Oh, we get Fluffy next week. All right. That's exciting. Yeah, and we get uh, the flying vessel with the boy. Cool. That'll be fun. Join us next week for that, you guys. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Um, if you like our show, there are a ton of other Movies by Minutes podcasts that you can find at moviesbyminutes.com. Um, and you can join us at duelinggenre.com along with Back to the Future Minute and um, Lord of the Rings Minute and The Doctor's Companion and Geek by Night, which is like an original audio drama about these uh, guys that run a comic book store that get superpowers. Well, that's really cool. Pretty, pretty wonderful. Um, I'm such a fan of that show. They're wrapping up their first season right now, so that'll be exciting. And uh, go follow us on Patreon. If you join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash hpminute, you'll get um, access to our weekend edition episodes. Victoria and I have a handful of those so far, and we have another show that's slowly in the works producing over there, so join us there. All right. Mischief Managed. Genre.